a desert planet with twin suns. They call themselves the Bad Batch. We do what we do. What else you got? Give me more! Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks Regs. I'm your host, Jonah Liu, and it is time for another Bad Batch review and breakdown. So... I'm not going to dwell on this too much. Let's just dive right into I Have Spoken. I Have Spoken. So, as usual, we're going to start off with our non-spoiler review first. I'm going to give some ample spoiler warning, and then we're going to dive right into my full spoiler breakdown and review. So, non-spoiler-wise, this is for Episode 3, Replacements. This episode was a bit slow, but still very interesting. I loved the exploration of the transition from Republic to Empire, and I'm very pleased with the development of the Bad Batch as a whole. Omega continues to exceed my expectations as a character, and as with the other episodes, the animation is absolutely beautiful. Slightly underwhelmed, but still excited to see what comes next. So that's as much as I could say without... uh, giving anything away as to what is going on. Uh, From here on out, there will be spoilers. Once again, there will be spoilers. I'm just giving y'all time to click out. If y'all tuned me out for whatever reason, it were only like a minute in, but I guess I understand. Uh, Please don't listen anymore if you don't want to. There are going to be spoilers. This is my spoiler warning. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Okay, let's dive right into my breakdown. So, when we uh, find the squad in this episode, they are in hyperspace, and their ship is uh, damaged after escaping from Seleucami. Tech is developing a way to test the efficacy of their inhibitor chips while they're on board, and then they unexpectedly drop out of hyperspace and crash land on uh, an unnamed moon. It kind of looks like the Rishi moon, which I was kind of hoping it would be because that would be a cool callback to Rookies Season 1, Episode 5 of The Clone Wars, um, which is where we first meet Echo. But uh, I don't think it was. Um, So they unexpectedly drop out of hyperspace. Omega, whenever they're looking, apparently they blew one of their capacitors, and they have one more on board. This is their last one. And so while they're looking for that, Omega finds uh, Crosshair's weapon kit. And Wrecker admits to missing him. And Tech addresses that the reason that he might have betrayed them was due to his inhibitor chip. Which is, we're, we're learning that they don't know as much about these things as we, as I initially thought they do. They're, they're, the squad is very in the dark, but Omega seems to know quite a bit about them, which is kind of interesting. Uh, we switch locations to Camino, where we see AZ doing tests on Crosshair uh, to check his health. A new character named Admiral Rampart arrives to join Tarkin, and he has enlisted the first squad of conscripted soldiers to the New Empire, and Crosshair will lead them as their commander. Uh, we switch locations again back to the moon. We go and we see Tech and Echo attempting to fix the ship. Uh, We see them using oxygen masks while they're outside, which is kind of a cool callback. Uh, It's kind of similar to Han and Leia in Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, whenever they crash land into the the creature who's uh, living in the asteroid. 
and they have to use the little oxygen masks in order to breathe. It's just kind of a cool thing because in most worlds in Star Wars, it seems like the atmosphere is breathable. So it's kind of cool to see those kinds of things come up. Um, we see a creature steal uh, the newly replaced capacitor, which is once again the last one they have, which Tech identifies as an Ordo Moon Dragon, which feeds off of raw energy. Uh, Wrecker is seen holding his head, saying that he probably hit it when they crashed. What I think it is more likely is that it has something to do with his inhibitor ship, and somehow it's being activated, or maybe it's a, a delayed response or something like that. But I'm, I'm really actually super, super interested to see how that plays out. Uh, Hunter reluctantly takes Omega with him to hunt down the Order of Moon Dragon. And uh, then we switch back... Uh, we see the conscripted soldiers chatting amongst themselves as they're having medical tests done on them. Tarkin and Rampart send them and Crosshair to Onderon to eliminate Saw Gerrera, see if they can succeed where the Bad Batch failed. And the Kaminoan Prime Minister Lamasu seems very wary of this. He doesn't seem to be fully on board with the Imperial uh, agenda. Omega, we're back with the Bad Batch, is seem... Uh, mimicking Hunter's tracking skills, and she's trying. She asks if she can learn how to track like he does, and Hunter explains that it's one of his enhancements, like the rest of the team has, except for Echo. And Omega mentions Crosshair, and that Hunter shouldn't be mad at him, as he can't really help what he's doing. It's due to his inhibitor chip. And Hunter says that he's more mad at himself for leaving Crosshair behind. To which Omega replies, "Well, then let's get him back." And Hunter kind of just seems to treat this as like a, yeah, sure, kid, like, whatever you say. But he doesn't seem super convinced. Uh, okay, and then we switch scenes again. We uh, see Crosshair and his uh, squad of troopers uh, en route to Onderon. And we see one of the new soldiers ribbing Crosshair a bit for essentially being obsolete and says that he won't be commander for long. Um, we switch back. Hunter is, uh, finds the capacitor, uh, but is attacked by the Order Moon Dragon, and he loses his mask in the process, so Omega reapplies the mask, but Hunter is unconscious. So, Omega decides to go out on her own to find the creature herself and the part. The prototype Stormtroopers and Crosshair take down one of Saw Gerrera's transports, but Saw Gerrera isn't there. Crosshair questions one of the uh, members of Saw's uh, Freedom Fighters uh, where Guerrera is. She refuses to tell him, and he executes her. And he begins to go through um, the rest of the members of the transport whenever they figure out that they're civilians. And so the trooper, who was kind of making fun of Crosshair earlier, tries to stop him and says, Hey, this isn't cool, man. Like, we shouldn't be doing this. Uh, he says that they should take the civilians in to be questioned uh, or just detained rather than actually executing them. Crosshair says that he was put in charge because he will do what needs to be done, and then he executes the soldier who questioned him in front of the others, and then he orders the remaining troopers to execute the civilians, which they oblige. Uh, back, which is super, like, it's, I, I love that scene. It's so gruesome, but... I thought it was really, really well done. Um, okay, back with the Bad Batch. Omega finds the creature in its den. Instead of fighting it, she gives it her flashlight, 
uh, which it absorbs the energy from. And she's able to take the capacitor without uh, dealing with it, it being the creature. Uh, Hunter is extremely worried when he finds her, but he seems kind of taken aback and proud when he figures out that she actually completed their mission. Back with the uh, new stormtroopers, uh, after Hunter, or no, not Hunter, after Crosshair's team uh, was successful, Tarkin cedes control of the new tr- uh, trooper transition project to Admiral Rampart. And then we cut to Lama Sue talking with Nala Se. So those are the two Kamin- main Kaminoans that we've seen in this show. And uh, Lama Su, the Prime Minister, says that the conscription program will make clones obsolete, which will essentially make them obsolete to the Empire. Um, so he says Nalase needs to make a superior clone to keep them relevant. And they seem willing to sacrifice existing clones to provide ample means of genetic material in order to achieve that. So I'm super interested to see how that works out. I really just, I don't know what the byproduct of that quote-unquote superior clone will be, but I'm sure that we'll see payoff probably near the end of the season. Um, Crosshair's team goes to the Bad Batch's old quarters where Crosshair seems vaguely sentimental. Like, he's kind of sitting like, what have I done? What have I gotten myself into? So it'll be interesting to see whether or not he has to have his chip removed or whether he's able to rebel against the chip himself. But... I'm not entirely sure, but it seems like he's having as much of a semblance of second thoughts as he can. Then we're back with the Bad Batch. Um, They escape the moon with the recovered capacitor. Wrecker has made Omega sleeping quarters on the ship, which at the beginning of the episode we learned that she hasn't had a bed to sleep in. So while he was on the ship, he made her one uh, to make it feel more like home. And Hunter says that's a good thing as she is a part of the squad. End episode. Um, My review of it, I loved seeing early stormtroopers and their free thinking and almost sympathetic nature compared to the robotic nature of the clones after Order 66, which like I said in the previous episode, they're almost like flesh droids. They really don't have any of their personality that they used to have. They're just kind of mindless drones doing the Empire's bidding. And I like to see that the stormtroopers were like, dude, this is bad what we're doing. Like, we're executing civilians. This is awful. But Crosshair just does not care. Uh, I liked Omega's interaction with the Order of Moon Dragon. And it makes me think that she's Force-sensitive even more. Because she connected with that creature rather than attacking it on instinct. And now we don't see her, like, reach her hand out like we see other Jedi do. But... The way that she handled the situation was very Jedi-like, so that makes me think even more that she might be Force-sensitive. I really enjoyed um, the continued development of Hunter and Omega's relationship, and I like that all of the members of the Bad Batch are kind of coming into their own as characters more, which is really exciting to me. And this is, I've said this earlier, but and this is very gruesome, but I love the brutality of the Imperial takeover, and I really like that the show isn't shying away from showing that i mean they didn't show outright the civilians getting roasted alive but it's still a super super interesting thing uh so that's the end of my review i'm going to move into a quick segment of visions uh just to talk about my theories moving forward to continue we need one singular vision my vision all right so this episode didn't really debunk any of the theories that i had last week i don't believe 
Um, but it did leave some room for some new ones. I think that just given Wrecker's uh, behavior with him like holding his head in his hands, like saying that it hurts, I think that the members of the Bad Batch will start going down one by one due to a possible like delayed or latent effect of their inhibitor chips, which is going to be super, super heartbreaking to see, but I think it's going to be really, really interesting. I believe that there will be some kind of clone uprising on Kamino. Um, I don't know if the Kaminoans will be involved in that or not, but I do think that that's um, something that will happen, either when they fail to make a superior clone or when the clones realize that they're just essentially being used as tools rather than actual living beings. I think that Rex is on the horizon. I think that he's coming up soon. And I do hope that it picks up a bit next week. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm ready for some action. These last two episodes have been a bit slower, which aren't isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think that this episode was a little more filler-ish than the last one, but I still really enjoyed it, and I'm hoping that we get a little more more to do uh, next week, but still very excited to see where this show goes. I think it's super, super interesting, and I love how they're handling everything so far. That's all that I have for today. Um, I'm trying to keep these a little shorter. I know last week's went a bit long. Um, join us next week. We go into a comprehensive introspective into the Mandalorians next Wednesday at 5 p.m. This past week, I accidentally released it at 5 a.m., um, and that was on me, but, uh, I really hope that y'all enjoyed this past week's episode with Scott Fonseca. Uh, it seemed like people generally reacted to it very well. Um, yeah, if y'all want, uh, notifications whenever new episodes come out, follow us on Instagram at twin sun talks, or you can log into, uh, an account. You can create an account on my website. I'm going to start sending out email blasts, uh, starting next week. And, um, yeah, thank y'all so much for listening. I hope that y'all are enjoying Bad Batch, uh, and I can't wait to see what the rest of the season has in store. Uh, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.